This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer. <laughs> and 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 I've never I've never threatened a shootout with the police. Well, and now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, no, on, no. gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers. <laughs> and at the same time... Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, no, 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 Mr. Walker, no, no. Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, excuse me, truth, Mr. Walker, please, out of respect, truth, I, I, I need here. to let you know, Mr. Yes. Walker, you are very well yes. aware of the rules tonight. Yes. And you have a prop. Yes. That is not allowed, sir. Yeah. I ask you to put that prop away. Well, it's not a prop. It, it, this is real. And he said, I but, have a prop. I never went to law enforcement. It is considered a prop, Mr. Walker. Yes. Excuse me, sir. Yes. You're very well aware of the rules. Aren't you? Well, Aren't he, you aware of the he rules? brought up the truth. We're, Let's talk about the truth. Th- thank you for putting that yes. prop away. And as a matter of fact, we still have a lot to get to. And we are not going to continue <laughs> this. We're going to follow up with a question. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is the G Podcast, episode 150. Yes. And the crowd goes wild. I'm not, don't worry, Dicey. I'm not going to pull you into that. Don't worry. Don't worry. But welcome, y'all. I'm your host, Tommy B. And you know why I played that? Because nothing gets you ready for Halloween like a Warnock-Walker debate. Nothing says horror. A good, uh, a good joke. <laughs> like a good joke. Oh, that's horror. That's terror <laughs> for me. If you live in Georgia, Herschel Walker is terror. Considering that he's close in the polls, I'm like, oh, my God. Nothing says Halloween like that. But we're going to talk about that in the news. I, you know, I just wanted to... Mm. <sighs> We're not going to spend a whole lot of time breaking out clips because that one Hmm. clip, that one clip honestly says it all. So we'll get to it. But each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea from the one and only. Y'all give it up for Tanya B. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tanya B. Thank you. Piping hot tea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Host of the Birdwire Friday and Saturday nights, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Saturdays at noon. And now y'all, y'all give it up because Tanya B now has the Birdwire on demand. Yeah, or well, hey, don't and, the, and you know who really deserves the credit? Who's that? Hey, I don't deserve the credit. Lady J, make sure you give it Lady, to Lady J, Jay, Lady J, right. yeah, give her her flowers, yeah, her pocketbook, and Jay. her fangs. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Lady J, the birthday girl and web goddess, Lady J. Thank yeah. you so much. But now you can go to castropolis.net if you click on the Birdwire logo. Uh, and and you'll see the you know the most recent uh, episode right there. You can just hit play and listen to yeah. you know. And, and, you know we've been telling people about the bird wire, and for the most part, they had to catch it live with those three times. But now you know if they don't catch it, they can go back. You know you know it's an on demand world anyway. So you know you know how. Yeah, that's true. People have a lot to do. So so tell us a little bit about the bird wire. We got a guest. And, and, you know, of course, Dicey's here. Dicey, don't be sitting there like you. She's sitting there like, you know, she got kids, so she'll understand this analogy. Like kids, <laughs> and they're waiting for the principal to come in. Like, oh, Lord. But you're looking, <laughs> looking good, Dicey. And, you know, Dicey, yeah. you've not been up on camera. And this is the fifth year on with us. And I don't think you've been up on camera any of the five years. So it's good to see you, you know, as well, all, all the way from Houston. Good to see you. It yeah. is. It's good to see you and good to be seen. That's right. That's right. But but tell us what, the Birdwire this week. A little bit. What's up? Uh, uh, we, of course, we have the Birdwire Top 10. I give you the best new and classic independent jams. We support independent artists. Uh, I closed out the set this week uh, with uh, tribute to some more one hit wonders from the year 1989. But I want everybody. To, um, this is perfect timing for the show to go on demand because next week I have two things going. One is it's a tribute or a salute, if you will, to the 25th anniversary of the movie Soul Food, which yes. everybody knows about that. Mama. Yeah. 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 So we got some, some audio clips and we got, you know, some of those, you know, the best, the hottest songs, that soundtrack was, I mean, there were people like in Vogue and Dave Hollister yeah, and, you serious. know, Blackfeet that were on the the uh, soundtrack that never really got credit, didn't get played. But there are enough songs for that, including the Mama song. And then because it came down so late last night, um, the Bird Clyde, the Bird Wire classic sweat set, which is how I close the show each and every week to make you turn up the fan and call the fire department. Mm. Um, we're going to uh, salute Joyce Sims, who passed away late last yeah, night absolutely. after the show was over. So, you know, she had she had a short but very um, productive run. And she was on the charts, not just in the U.S., but over in the U.K. So we, we had a love, too, because yeah, she well, had the, the, yeah, the banger. She had the bangers. You know, she did. So yeah, I does. think that uh, that'll give folks a lot to look forward to. Very good. Give it up for you one more time. Thank you. 
Appreciate you. Country commentator is in Vegas. So mm, must be nice. What happens in Vegas? <laughs> I get away. No, no. He's in Vegas, but what is her first name? That's Last name Vegas. He's in Vegas. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> talk to him about that when he gets back. But but also, um, you know, I say I don't know, but but thanks to my peeps uh who have downloaded uh my nightmare journals on Ken Vella. I'm an author, you know, now, uh, Dice and stuff. Yeah, so. And and two published, uh, two short stories are up now. The link is on the website. Go to the website. Story two is up, and it's called White Flight. I ain't going to tell y'all what it's about, but uh, first one's next. This one's White Flight, and both are up right now. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and do it, because this is why the folks are here. And always one of our top, if not the top, uh, episode of the year. That's how big Halloween is, and, and horror. Horror is huge. This is it right here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got Yeah. Yeah. Chicken all yeah. ready. There she go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up? The one and only Dice Grinner is in the building, y'all. Give it up. Yeah. Give it a little bit more time. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the sex and horror podcast. So, you know, she <laughs> she does a little bit of both with her, her co-host, and she'll tell you a little bit about that in just a minute. But I also wanted to say that this is the fifth year of Dicey actually being um, with me doing the, the top 10 uh, because we started doing the top 10 back with This Is The G podcast. And... Um, and this is our fifth year, so give it up for the fifth anniversary. Dicey, damn, you know, where's the time wait. going? <laughs> hey, just like SNL, you know how you get a five-year jacket? Dicey yeah. needs some type of five-year <laughs> recognition, I'm go. just saying. And, you know, okay. Dicey, we will give away the store for Tanya B. So, yeah, we got merch, so be looking out. All right, so one, once again, uh, go to DiceyGrinner.com. DiceyGrinnerBooks.com is the website. I'll make sure I have that on the podcast page. Uh, the narcoleptic vampire, all the things she's doing. Is, are you you're a screenwriter as well, and and doing movies? Talk about that. Give it up. Yes, I have written four scripts, and I have not broken to Hollywood though. Okay, so there's nothing that I've done and produced. But since we've last spoken, I have started Spicy Dicey Productions. So I'm Good just stuff. going, you know, start producing my own stuff. That's that's the route that I decided to take. You know, instead of sitting around waiting for things to come to me. I'm going to make it happen. So. Good, good stuff. I'm going to give you a applause. Also, get the air horn. Definitely, definitely. All right, so Spicy, uh, Dicey, uh, you know, we're here for the top 10. And and this is the, the first year, I think, that I haven't asked you in advance, hey, you know, what's going to be on the top 10? So I'm mm. totally oh. clueless. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to throw it to you. And we'll start with number 10. What you got? Well, let me say this before we get going, because I always got to my little disclaimer. There was so many horror uh, films and TV shows that have been released. I cannot keep up anymore. That's a good problem to have. But there's been so many. So there's going to be a lot that I probably missed. Um, uh, So if you have a favorite and you don't hear it, it, I may not have watched it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. But um. I try to watch the things that appeal to me. So you're not going to hear the monsters or hocus pocus or anything like that on my list anyway, because that's just not, I I don't enjoy that sort of thing. But um, the ones that I did watch and enjoy, there's also going to be some popular ones that aren't going to make it like scream and uh, Halloween ends. Sorry, that's not going to make it. Um, Hellraiser, which is a favorite. I'm even wearing a Hellraiser shirt. The new Hellraiser is not going to make it. I'm sorry, but uh, the ones that I enjoyed, I know I'm going to I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to tell you why they made my list. OK, cool. The first one is the black phone. So I went to see the black phone in the theater when it first came out. And anytime see Robert Cargill, Scott Derrickson are in something, if they're behind it, if they're writing and directing, you know, I'm going to watch it. And they also have a really good uh, team with Ethan Hawke. Like, okay, so these are, I call these the Sinister guys. When they, the Sinister is one of the best movies ever. Sinister. 
Sinister is boss. And so the <laughs> Sinister one and two. And so when I see these guys on a movie, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Throw in Ethan Hawke. Okay, this time he is a villain. He is a creepy ass villain, which is good. It was a, a great twist in it that I didn't see coming. I always love those things that are unpredictable. I didn't know how it was gonna end, and the way it ended was very satisfying. Sometimes it could be so suspenseful, and then you get to the end, it's like, ah, that's it. That's a big letdown which is how I felt about some of the other more popular ones. This one did not disappoint. Anytime you're dealing with child abductions, it is very difficult. That's a hard subject. Um, but they handled it with care because when you throw in that supernatural edge, it's solvable in a way, you know? So I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this. Joe Hill is one of the writers on this too. I mean, he's a I think it was his, it was based on his short story. And that's Stephen King's son, by the way. That's what I was going to say. I did not know that. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So the black phone thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I, I that's that's um, I don't know that these are in order, but we'll just do it. I mean, we'll call that number yeah. 10 and just roll. Just roll with the list. Okay. So next. All one. right. Next up. And this one may, is going to be controversial. There are going to be a lot of people that do not agree with it. I love uh, Leatherface. So just like Jigsaw, I love Jigsaw. So his movies are always going to kind of make my list. Leatherface movies are going to make my list. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre is on my list. So at first when I was watching, I'm like, hold up. Leatherface don't just throw in a chop and he's done. What is going <laughs> on? What's this, this pussy-fied Leatherface? No. But then he finally came in with it and he started sticking it. And that two words, bust scene bus scene and i don't want to spoil that but whoo baby throw <laughs> leatherface with the with a chainsaw on a bus full of oh. people and it is murder and mayhem galore yes it wow. was it was oh my god no now the people the other characters on there and y'all know i i get really animated i get really excited about this you're like i'm not putting on a roll this is me this is how this is how i act when i get excited talking about stuff okay but um <laughs> The people were, uh, they were getting on my nerves so much. I was like, why are y'all doing such stupid things? No, why? But it still works because Leatherface is doing his thing. So it's heavily relying on the slasher, on him doing what he does. At first I was like, also like, oh no, it's already going to be a slasher. But then you're throwing in the Confederate flag and racial issues. You're throwing in a school shooting issue. Wow. This might be too heavy for me. They also made Leatherface a little more sympathetic. Instead of him just being crazy and evil, they threw in this, um, this revenge uh, element. Like he was doing it out of out of love and, and loss and grief. So the kids were stupid, but I love what they did with the violence in Leatherface in general. His parents were crazy as hell, the hillbillies. So what what kind of love was that? I'm gonna leave it at that. Whatever they were. I don't know if it was I just remember the first one. I just remember how all the yeah. all the folks in that house. Oh. Well, I will say that they've changed up some of those things. So this time he is in an orphanage and the mom is the one that he's attached to. Okay. The mother of of the orphan kids is the one he's attached to. So it's not oh. like the other it's not like the other ones. They may even have changed his name. I can't remember what his, his real name was in this one. They may have even changed his name. So it's a little bit different. I wouldn't compare it to the other ones. I wouldn't even say it's as good as the other ones. The the one, the 2016 one with uh, with uh, Matt Bomer, like that is top tier in the, with Leatherface. So I wouldn't say it's as good as that, but it still makes my list. It's still Leatherface. Okay, what you got, number eight? All right, now... I always got to throw in a show, okay? This is not a film, and I was cutting up about it when I first heard about it, okay? Tommy B, we may have even talked about it. I don't know. But when I first heard that there was going to be an interview with the vampire show, <laughs> I was screaming, no! I was so resistant. No, y'all are not going to do this. You can't see it on my wall, but I got this poster on my wall. Like, I live and breathe interview with the vampire. Anne Rice's interview with the vampire, the show, is, I love it so much. I I will be the first person to admit that I was wrong. I can always go back and watch the movie, okay? Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, you know, Kirsten Dunst, they're, they're still there. You know, it's not harming them. But now we get 
and and I and ever since I saw a comment, I've been this is this been stuck in my head. Someone said this is blacker and gayer than the movie, <laughs> but it's so true. And now we got the black gay interview with the vampire, and I'm loving it. He's in Louisiana. He is temp. He's a businessman. We got this French um, uh, Lestat. Uh, Louis is a black guy. He's the one who was in Game of Thrones, and um, and I just love what they're doing with doing with it. It's so beautiful. It still has the heart of Anne Rice, and yes, they've changed a lot of things, but it's still at the heart of it the same thing. So I don't have a problem with the casting. I think it's great. I love the changes, and um, it's it's not going to be something that everybody's going to agree with. It's, it's like you either love it or hate it. Yeah. But this is already like when I first watched True Blood, I watched it over and over and over again. I'm ready to watch. I've already I've seen the first three episodes. I'm ready to watch this again and again and again. Like it's already one of my favorite shows. And I've just only seen three episodes. I love what they're doing with it. Good stuff. Good stuff. What you got at number seven? Pray. Now, pray. When, and even when we talked about it on the Sex and Horror podcast, initially I hadn't finished it. And I was like, oh, my God, this girl is getting on my, my nerves like she's doing. She wants to be known as a warrior so badly that she's doing stupid things like you don't. You, she put everybody in danger doing these stupid things. This, again, relies heavily on the predator himself. I am a Predator fan. I love this character. I love the dreadlocks. I love he's larger than life. I love this mask thing he has going on. I love how he's invisible and he just comes. Well, they use that. They use that him jumping invisible and then coming out and wrecking havoc. There are some creative kills in this. And when it comes to the girl, I mean, I can understand. She did some dumb things, but I can understand <laughs> where she's coming from. She did, but she wanted to be a warrior. She did not want to be a part of the status quo. And I love the message. It was also in the Bullet Train movie with uh, Brad Pitt, hmm. where the person who is the least threatening looking um, is so underestimated. And so that's how she ends up beating him. And so I love that message because I, I feel that every day, too. I look so unthreatening, non-threatening to people. I'm so underestimated. <laughs> and I've learned to use that to my advantage. So I love the message in this. Well, let me say, and I'm going to say this about that movie. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I went into it because the sequels to Predator have been so inconsistent, you know, from mm -hmm. number two. This is the best. This is the best sequel to the original. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So Prey made my list. And uh, now the next one on my list is, is also going to be a controversial one. People are not going to agree with me on this. And I'm ready for it. I can defend it. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Well, you know I what? Know. You know what? I agree. I'm with you on it. Thank you. Thank I'm... you. It Go does ahead. not work as a good Marvel movie. Mm -mm. It works perfect as a horror movie. Yeah. We have zombies. We have interdimensional travel. We have witches, uh, sorcery, magicians, you know. We have all sorts of things in this movie that makes it the perfect horror film. Mm -hmm. And 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 aside here, I mean, it was not the same people that um, that did the first one. The first Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill was on that. It was not the same one, but it felt like they were the ones that were doing it still since they did the first one because it had that same horror element that they usually bring to things. But I loved it. And also another thing is... Well, I mean, I loved it once I stopped looking at it as connected to Marvel, you know, not hero, villain, but looked at it in terms of a horror movie. Well, can, I, can I say this? Can I say this? Yeah. It's Sam Raimi. Yes. Walking yes. Evil Dead. Yes. You know, he's, yes. he's behind it. So a lot of the <laughs> Evil Dead elements, especially does the zombie, I'm not going to give it away, but the zombie yeah. part of it, it reminded me of Evil Dead. Yes. Yes. Very yeah. much so. So that's why I'm and it worked. It worked for me. And you know what? And this is something I tell everybody. And I don't know whether it was because I've been going through the awakening and the spiritual awakening this year or what. But if you go back and you listen, don't watch, don't look at it with your eyes, but just listen to the transcript. Listen to it. There is a message all the way through it. Wow. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes, Tommy B. Since <laughs> you like the movie, don't watch it. Just listen. Listen to this movie. 
and just listen to what they're saying, even down to um, America is about to collapse, stuff like that. Wow. Listen to what they're saying in the movie. Oh, wow. And it, I don't know, you know, if it's an intentional thing that they did or what, but listen to the dialogue in this movie. It so, is spectacular. So this is like uh, playing uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> It's a horror film with a big, massive budget, too. So yeah. we've got the effects that just look phenomenal mm -hmm. that we don't normally have in, in horror films. But because it's Marvel, we got that big budget that came with it, too. So, yes. Um, and I know everybody will not agree with me on that, but it's OK. Well, you it's, know, the, the Gen Z, the Gen Z was sitting with us, you know, so. Kind of uncomfortable, you know, it's kind of like, should I be watching this? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And a lot of people didn't like what was happening with Scarlet Witch, but I was here for it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And um, <laughs> that part where when when the kids caught her looking bad, man, I was hollering because I, I saw it about to happen. I was like, oh, she's about to show herself in front of these kids. But cool. yes. Cool. All right. What you got next? What you got next? Next. Is fresh. Now, the reason fresh is on my list is because I would have so been eaten. I would have been captured. And <laughs> oh my eaten. God. We're talking about Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a fine man. He's a doctor. Now, as soon as he said reconstructive surgery or surgeon or something like that, I was like, oh, he about to cut up her 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 um her organs oh. and sell them. I wasn't prepared for exactly what he was trying to do, but I know she misinterpreted it talking about a plastic surgeon. I was like, no, that ain't right. But you know what? I'd have been on that trip too. He talked, he's, I mean, I know, it, you know, you're not supposed to, yeah. but we're talking about Sebastian Stan sitting up Let here me, talking hey. about away together for those of you are who you are heard just listening to the audio if you're checking out the video she's so hot right now <laughs> talking about she fan it's either put like the church fan let me tell you something no i'm a, you, i'm i've been fanning off camera so no it's trust me Sister, i'm going? with you i don't have i don't have my church fan i got an old school envelope okay Go ahead, I'm up through some changes. I'm up that air. <laughs> Not the hot flash. <laughs> Don't worry, Dice. Hell Dyson. yeah. Don't worry, Dice. <laughs> we can relate. Was, <laughs> what you got? Oh yeah. my God. Okay, cool. What else you got, Dicey? Don't pass out over there. <laughs> and um, you know what? I thought this movie was scary. <laughs> the fact that, you know, the flashes that they made to the richest 1% as they were doing it, that was some good development. Yeah. So if they had shown us what we were seeing with the with him being the villain and her and, and the victims, it wouldn't have had that same effect. So true. But I'm sitting up here visualizing this, and visualizing, visualizing this whole thing of these people who have more money than they can spend, and they are just buying stuff you know, it's, it's, it's not good stuff, but they can do that because they got that kind of money. And that is the scary part. Like that probably is really happening. Yeah, it's and like this. No, it's like this cabal, this cult, yeah. you know, and there's no end to it. Yeah. How are you going to stop them? You can't stop. Them. OK, you kill this man who who can cook. <laughs> you can chop up the bodies and cook and do the operations and stuff. But they can just hire somebody else to do it. Like, there's no end to this. Well, let so me, can I, can I say this, Tom, before you go on? I'm mm -hmm. glad you mentioned this because I have not mentioned this on the podcast. Um, this is probably, you know, for me, I watch horror. It's an uncomfortable watch because yeah. you don't know how far he's going to go. So I'm yeah. sitting there. I hadn't seen it before. And I'm like, Oh my God! No, he's not. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and, and it's just like some Jeffrey Dahmer kind of uncomfortable yeah. feeling, just like going, "Oh shit!" But but it. Well, I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but it isn't. Un, you better be ready. <laughs> yeah, be ready yeah. when you watch it. <laughs> and you know what? There was the, there was one there was one person that they thought was going to help. I was like, don't trust her. Mm -hmm. Don't trust yeah. her. 
who stands the most to benefit from him? And I'm thinking about everybody that voted for Trump, right? Though that particular demographic, mm-hmm. they have most to 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 benefit um, as being um, uh, adjacent. And though they, so they're going to give up their own rights to be adjacent to the power. So I was thinking, oh, you cannot trust her. She is in on it. So I knew that was happening, but it was still. Um, I actually like how they did that, you know, because that made the most sense. Mm-hmm. It was interesting that she had given up a limb for it, too, though. So she was married to the cause for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, Tanya but, B. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tommy, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. The way you prepared those meals, would you have tried it? Oh, hell no. I mean, <laughs> you know, my point is. It, it, like I said, it's a very uncomfortable watch because it's almost like if you remember Christian Bale in what was it, American Psycho? What was it? Yeah. It kind of goes back to that because of how how normal he made it. He normalizes the whole thing like it's just, um, you know, I'm just yeah. like he's going. I mean, uh, seriously, Tanya B is like I'm going to Publix and yeah. I'm just gonna get me what I need for who I'm cooking for. And that was so he's just casual about, but you know what? I mean, and he prepared, (laughs) he was like a full blown chef. Like he He was a chef. Were were hooked up. Like they were with the garland sprinkled and everything. Like it looked like a perfect delicacy. And I don't know what's up with this cannibalism theme that's going on right now. Like you mentioned about Dahmer. Yeah. Uh, But, um, but yeah, there's a new movie coming out, um, as a matter of fact, um, about, well, we'll get to it, but about the two, the, yeah. the love story, the cannibal love story that's coming out, I think, in November. Oh, but let me say this to you. There was something before this. Now, this goes back to my time in Philly. And before the whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing, it's maybe a few years before, there was, maybe you may know about this, Dicey. There was a guy in Pennsylvania named Gary Heidnick. And again, nobody cared because he was grabbing like, you know, crack addicts and drug addicts and prostitutes. Most of them were women of color. And he was holding them in his basement. And the joke uh, or in that area at the time was, you know, what are you making for dinner? Gary Heidnick stew. He would oh. actually kill these women, cut them up, cook them and eat them. Mm. And he got caught because one woman found a way to escape and get out. And he's, you know, it was before the whole Jeffy Dahmer thing. But if you ever get a minute, just Google Gary Heidnick, Philadelphia. It is the most, it, to me, it was more gruesome than Jeffrey Dahmer, believe it or not. Wow. Wow. All right. What you got? Number four. Number four. Let's go ahead and jump on to number four. Okay. Also with the Leatherface, with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they didn't have that element in this one, mm. which I thought. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The next one, X. Yes. X. It it had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel because of like the is it kind of got the same type of scenery. These people were going to make a porno. I'm gonna tell you the real horror in this is how they who the villain was, the way they did the villain, which I thought the reason it made my list though, um, yeah, we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and we have all the gruesomeness of all these other uh slashers, but here I love how they did the elderly. Mm-hmm. They showed them and, you know, it's in something I hadn't seen before. So it had such a different dynamic that that made it so eerie. But also, like, I like that you're going somewhere different with this. So this older woman was sexually repressed. And they even like you can you can see the sex scene with the beautiful young people and not cringe. Right. Well, why are you cringing when they show this elderly <laughs> couple? Yeah. getting into it too you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so i love that they that, you know that that was very risky but also very bold of them to do that and i like the the risky bold nature of this yeah it, definitely it, definitely uh one of my favorites um you know and it's it's based in uh the well it's actually set what was it 1978 or 79 is when it's set so it's it's uh it's got that feel even the camera uh, the cinematography makes you feel like you're watching a, a 70s movie, like yes. the 70s porn, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back in the day. Oh, no. Come on yeah. now. Come on now. <laughs> so, there's not much I have to say about that one. But doesn't it, doesn't it, doesn't it, doesn't 
doesn't it remind you if you watch that old school? What was his name? John John Holmes and and all the the old school seventies. Come on now, come on now. Don't don't be looking like that. You know what I'm talking about. But y'all know what I'm talking about. That that whole camera vibe. Yes, I know what you're grainy, talking about. <laughs> yeah, Super yeah. Eight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. I, I don't even have a lot to say about that one though. It was it was eerie. It was icky, and they knew what they were doing putting the elderly couple at the as the villains like that. So, but, but it's very it's very good. It's unexpected, completely. Yeah, it, it, it threw me for a loop. It's a it's again one more thing. A twenty four productions does this kind of stuff. These weird mm-hmm. ass movies art house almost so yeah i mean a24 when you see a24 you know you in for something so yeah yeah but you they got took next? risk i like what they went with it good stuff Number uh, three. Bar- barbarian now with barbarian now we're, we're getting to my favorites on this list now okay mm-hmm. So Barbarian, uh, first we got Bill Skarsgård, who is my favorite Skarsgård brother. I know everybody loves Alexander, but Bill has always been my favorite. I used to watch even some of his indie stuff. And he always had these these eyes that looked so dark to me. And so then we saw him on Hemlock Grove. Then he became it. Like, he is poor king to me. Like, he is really taking and uh, stepping into that role. So going into that, knowing that he was also in the movie Villains, right? I'm thinking he's going to be the villain. So the whole time things are going on, it's just like, oh, don't trust him, don't trust him. But everything about him is checking out and checking out. So it's like that suspense on is he the villain or isn't he? Is he the villain or isn't he? Is It really had me on the edge of my seat, only to find out that he was a good guy. Mm. And then... But and, and there's so many different turns that happen in this movie that it's like, oh shit, what is happening? What's going on? So there's a there's a a, ro- a rom com on um, that's called Love in the Villa, and it's just you know cute rom com. These two people uh, happen to rent out the same villa, and it's so like there's a double booking, right? Mm-hmm. But this is that gone wrong. So she shows up in this rundown area where nobody has any any business being. The cops don't even want to be there. The cops don't fuck with this area. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's there and she's got Bill Skarsgård and we don't know if he's the villain or not. And then there's another character that says something like, now, once you find out who the villain is, the monster or whatever, the monster, um, then someone says, and she's not even the worst thing down there. I was like, oh, oh good wow. God. And wow. sure enough, like there are so many layers to this movie that it just had me going like, oh, shoot, what's happening? What's happening? Even the way they brought in this other character, like the, the way it was filmed and shot, mm. they brought in this other character and they show you that his character is challenged. You can see that he don't quite, work with the morality. This is Justin Long's character. And so then you can see, you can tie that into why he does something morally compromising later on, because we've already shown that he has questionable morals, right? Right, right, So just did this whole movie. I loved how it happened, how everything was unveiled. There was so, I couldn't guess from one moment to the next what was happening. And I always loved that. Good stuff, good stuff. So Barbarian yeah. at number two. I'm sorry, number yeah. three. And I have not seen it. So um, oh, okay. I'm glad. Honestly, I'm gl- I mean, I, I've been thinking about it. So I'm looking for a movie. I'm, and that's the one probably I'll get in before Halloween. What yeah. you got next? Number two. Terrifier 2. Now, Art the Clown is not scary to me. But these movies, there is nothing nastier out there right now than Terrifier 2. It Okay, listen, I'm not mommy of the year by any <laughs> I took my daughter with me. Now, I warned her. She's about to be 15. I warned her over and over and over again. She even showed me an article. People were throwing up. People were passing out watching this movie. And I was like, but I warned her. Like, you haven't seen the first one, but he. this is a gruesome movie. This is a, this is a, a gore fest. This is a... This is this is just bloody. It's just it's 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 gonna be violent. One, one question: Is it worse than Martyr? Uh, in terms of yes or no. 
Because that one, of, I couldn't get through. Go ahead. In terms of disgust, um, it's torture porn now. Yeah. But Martyrs has a psychological element that sets it apart from film. Okay, okay. Most film. Okay. Got I got you. Terrifier. Uh, it, it it doesn't it doesn't make the 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 psychological cut for me. Okay. They threw in some supernatural stuff that almost ruined it. In fact, for me, because it's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Just let art do the slashing. Why are you trying to make it like this? Was she an angel? Why are people coming back from the dead? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what we get from that though is that they there he can keep going. So that means he can keep coming back. We've not seen the end of him just because, you know, he looks like he's ended because because they've thrown in this supernatural element. Um, But it is it is it is a torture porn. But it's also look, this is for those who also enjoy dark humor. I'm laughing like (laughs) art is funny. He is doing stuff that's absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, for instance. Once he skins somebody alive, he throws salt in the wound. Oh, he throws man. bleach in the wound. You know what I mean? Ugh. And and he's always <laughs> making these faces and doing all this stuff. So it's funny. Yeah. But uh, my daughter says she don't ever want to go to the movies with me again. She was like, Damn. oh, that was horrible. There were plenty of times she was like, I'm <laughs> done. I can't watch anymore. It is absolutely disgusting. And it kept going and going and going and going and going. Like the show, it just kept, the movie just wouldn't stop. Gotcha. But it is horror. It makes my list for horror. It it does the horror thing for sure. Okay, I what you got? Your number one, which I know people can flip this as ever, you know, uh, it's it's uh it's fluid, it's flexible. But with number one, what you got? Smile, hands down. Smile is the number one for this year. Smile is psychological. It is heavy on the suicide element, but it they. How do you make a smile scary? You know what I'm saying? Mm. This this smile is so terrifying. The monster when revealed is terrifying. The way the twist happens is terrifying. Every little twist that happens is terrifying. Now, some people may be jumping because of the scares, the uh the, the startle factor, those those jump scares. That's not that's not the scary part. It's being in their head mm-hmm. and it is very suspenseful, but it is written so well that I just loved it. I'm so entertained by this movie. I can't say that it, it made me think a whole lot after the fact, which is what a movie like Martyrs did. Mm. But it is still done so well that I could watch it again. Wow. You know, when wow. we yeah, talked about, um, what was the movie that started with an M? Uh, when the, oh, with the uh, twist where she started. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. I know uh, the one that uh, James Wan, uh, the James Wan movie yeah. on on HBO Max. Malignant. I know. Malignant. Malignant. Yeah. Malignant. Yeah. And like Malignant, I'd watch that again and again and yeah. again. You can watch this that is, over and over. I'll, yeah. I'll smile again and again and again. So my honorable mentions. That's my number one. My honorable mentions would be Beast with Idris Elba. Just, but I mean, because that has kind of ruined um, the African safari for me. Like I don't, I don't want to go down the African <laughs> safari. Uh, I saw a video, <laughs> video where the circus clowns had um, had attacked the, the the trainers on the inside, and that's what this reminded me of. Mm. And my other one would be Day Shift because it's funny. Yeah. They had real proportionists in it. I thought Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg did a good job. And I want to see more of that. Like, I want to see, well, obviously, more of us in horror. But I love that they it was still a zombie film that was still well-written. It had great graphics and stuff. It was still entertaining, but also funny. And I, I wouldn't say scary, so that's why I wouldn't make my list. But it was still entertaining for the zombie, the, uh, zombie genre. Yep, yep, yep. Y'all give it up again for, uh, for, for Dicey Grinner. And I'll make sure I'm going to post the top 10. always run promos, uh, letting you know, you you know, just a reminder. But Black Phone, Leatherface, Interview with the Vampire, Prey, uh, The New Doctor Strange, Five. What was it? Uh, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, What was the one? The Cannibal? Uh, Fresh. Fresh X, uh, Barbarian, Terrifier 2. And smile. And one, one, one I want to mention, and for the sake of time, we're going to go into news, but I, I want to ask you, and I don't know if we talked about it last year based on the release. Did we talk about Midnight Mass 
on this podcast last year. I don't know if we did. Remember? I can't remember, but it was definitely phenomenal. It I, was awesome. The yeah, Midnight Mass amazing. I yes. am telling you guys, probably one of the best vampire, and it's a series on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm into all the, the Flanagan stuff, the Flanniverse, as they call it. Uh, definitely had to be one of the best. And also, just a quick mention, I know you probably haven't had a chance to see it yet, um, and it's not done yet, but Anika Noni Rose in uh, Let the Right One In is really not that bad. I, I know it's getting some some mixed reviews, but uh, it's, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, but how, how can people... Go ahead. Go ahead. Versions. I've seen the other two versions, so that's why I didn't jump on this right away. There are yeah. two other... There's an American version and a, and the a Swedish. European... Yep, the Swedish yes, version. But there are two different, yeah. they go from a totally different angle. So if you have a chance to watch okay. it, it's a different angle from the movies. And I won't okay. say what the angle is, but it gives a different twist to the whole concept. Okay. Again, awesome. and, and go to diceygrinnerbooks.com. Uh, you can find out all the stuff that's going on with Dicey. Uh, again, uh, congratulations on all the success. Uh, don't worry about Hollywood. Just get your content out there. That's it. Cause, cause a lot of people are kind of, you know, avoiding Hollywood these days and doing their own thing. So glad, <laughs> I'm glad you're out there doing your thing and, um, you. always, uh, you know, happy, happy fifth anniversary, uh, on our number 150th podcast. Yeah. We appreciate you coming back and give it up y'all one more time. <laughs> Dicey Grinner in the building. I will not be Thank watching The Terrifier. I might have to be like your daughter because so much <laughs> shit is, I mean, the, the porn, the torture porn is on the edge for me. Yeah. I, I draw the line to a certain extent. All right, y'all. No, go ahead. Why didn't hear you? Go ahead. I was just going to say, this is rough. But thank you so much for having me on again. I love every moment of coming on here. I hope I don't talk to y'all too much, but and oh. it's great to see FaceTime you be this time. <laughs> Finally, right? You know, I, I got a quick question. You know, I used to really, when I was younger, um, I loved and lived for horror movies. And now, you know, when I look back at some of the things that we had, like even, you know, back to like the Blackula movies, they were really poorly done, but that's what it was back then. But you know, one thing, and it, maybe I missed it because I'm not into the horror scene as much as you all are, but it would be nice. Like you said, you've done this. It would be really cool to see some independent horror movies made by people of color, like, you know, from A to Z, you know, write, direct the whole nine yards. And even I think if they went straight to video, which probably is a way to go now, because I don't think Hollywood understands, they don't understand black people in films, period, but they really wouldn't understand black horror. Yeah. So I just hope that, you know, you will continue, you know, to, uh, to really stay focused on your passion and give us, a, how about a female black horror movie? I mean, I don't, has, it, have, has that even been done yet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wait. go ahead, go ahead, Dicey. But I, I'd say, but, I was gonna say thank you, thank you so much, um, Nia DeCosta. DeCosta, I know she's DeCosta. Yeah, oh, she's been Candyman. Um, well, of course, we got Jordan Peele who's doing his thing. But yes, I want to come in with females behind the camera in front of everywhere. The camera, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's what I'm talking about. And doing risque stuff, you know, not writing to market, but writing, taking the chances that they did in 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 like uh, X, for instance, taking those type of risks and chances. And um, Jordan Peele, you know, Nope did not make my list for a, a couple of different reasons, but I respect the hell out of what he's doing. You know, was that a scary? And, was that a horror movie? No. Or was it kind? Of, was it kind of? Wait, no, it was, it was kind of scary, right? No, it's no, kind of scary. Maybe okay. Sci-fi. Okay, that's why it's not. That's yeah. why it's not on her list. Sci-fi. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. Hey, uh, Dicey Grinner, thank you. Always welcome to come back, and we appreciate you. Let's go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike, y'all, and we'll be right back. Here we go. News I team! Assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. Angela Lansbury has died. The highly respected actress from film, stage, and television may have been best known for her role as Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. Why was the body placed in that particular spot? Angela Lansbury was 96. Wednesday, a jury in Connecticut decided that conspiracy theorist Alex Jones should pay $965 million to families who were tormented by his false claim that the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was a hoax. I can't express enough gratitude for their jury, not just because of their verdict, 
but for what they had to endure, what they had to listen to. Robbie Parker is one of the parents who lost a child. It's the second huge judgment against the host of InfoWars. A new Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll taken between September 25th and October 4th shows Governor Brian Kemp with a 51 to 41 percent lead over Stacey Abrams. Libertarian candidate Shane Hazel is polling at 2 percent. Six percent are undecided. Senator Raphael Warnock maintains his slight lead over Herschel Walker, 46 to 43 percent. Most of the poll was taken before the abortion allegations. After days of outrage, Los Angeles City Council member Nuri Martinez has resigned from her seat and will no longer serve on council. She first gave up her role as council president, but angry residents wanted her off council. Following a leaked recording where she is heard in Spanish referring to a black child of another council member, saying he's like a monkey. A Florida jury has recommended life in prison for a former student who murdered 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. Nicholas Cruz, who is now 24, killed 14 students and three staff members on Valentine's Day in 2018. He used an AR-15-style assault rifle. Many of the victim's family members in court expressed their outrage that the killer was given mercy. In what was likely their last public hearing, the January 6th committee made it clear that one person was responsible for the attack on the U.S. Capitol last year. It was former President Donald Trump. The president knew the crowd was angry because he had stoked that anger. His intent was plain. Ignore the rule of law and stay in power. The panel also voted unanimously to subpoena Trump. Committee Chairman Betty Thompson warned that the former president had an obligation to appear and explain himself. Also Thursday, the Supreme Court made it clear that they don't want to get involved in Trump's effort to upend the Justice Department probe into classified material that was brought to Mar-a-Lago. The court turned down his emergency request, which could have delayed the case. The high court offered no explanation for their decision. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer and, and, and I've, never, I've never threatened a shootout with the police. And now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, 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 on, no. gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers <laughs> and at the same time... Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, excuse me, Mr. Walker, please, out of respect, I I, I need to let you know, Mr. Walker, you are very well aware of the rules tonight. Yes. And you have a prop. That is not allowed, sir. I ask you to put that prop away. Well, it's not a prop. This is is real. And he said, I have a problem. I never worked with law enforcement. It is considered a prop, Mr. Walker. Excuse me, sir. (laughs) Yes. You're very well aware of the rules. Aren't you? Well, Aren't he, you aware of he the brought rules? up the truth. We're, Let's talk about the truth. Thank you for putting that yes. prop away. And as a matter of fact, we still have a lot to get to. And we are not going to continue <laughs> this. We're going to follow up with a question. You know, I, I just wanted to play that again. And, and I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail on, on Herschel Walker. But but somebody asked me what I thought. And, and I had a really good conversation with um, with Howie. Tanya B, we were talking because, you know, I was a high school yeah. athlete and uh, I, you know, I was in high school when Herschel won the Heisman. So, you know, and he was from Wrightsville. He's from Georgia. But but the whole thing people ask. We don't well, want him. Give him back. Yeah. You know, but people ask, like, why Herschel? And, and here are the things with Herschel. And they know this. He's going to be loyal to them. He's going to be loyal because he always has been to them. And and they they don't really care about the dirt. He's going to be loyal. And it doesn't mean anything. All the stuff, all you know, everything that's coming out doesn't mean anything to, uh, and I'm just going to say it, the white audience, because he's not one of them. He, they, they, they look at him as an end, the end to a means, the means to an end, basically. That's all he is. And, and honestly, he's expendable. It's almost like, like Trump, like Dr. Oz, like Kanye. Uh, he's almost like this outsider. So they don't really care. People people are like, well, doesn't it bother you? No, it doesn't bother them because he's the help. You understand what I'm saying? Right, and honestly, I'm going to say this and I'll throw it to you. You know, Herschel doesn't really care about what black folk think about him. He really doesn't he care. Don't, he doesn't think he's black. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care. So, yeah. so that's know, like why people... Said- 
Well, that's why he can run and, and, and have a clear conscience. He doesn't really care. Well, that's why you said like he is the help. He'll he'll just be the puppet. They will tell him what to do because yes. it's clear based on the way he was splitting verbs and, and participles. I have been a work with law enforcement. Yeah. It's like, you but know, what? Even, but even beyond that, Tanya B, I just say, um, you know, if he wants to go ahead and become mayor of Wrightsville, which is his hometown, that's cool. You right, know, he, should, he should do that. Yeah. Start small. Um, but but. You know, with with we need in Georgia and a lot of these states like Georgia, people who are looking ahead, forward thinking, not people who just want to manage the the situations that really. All right, but the, all right, but the other thing is, at least now Warnock is not a career politician, but at least he does have public service experience. He yeah. has experience, you know, working with people, you know, and the underserved, and if you will, you know, the overserved. But you know, when it turn when it comes to just being able to relate to people. You know, across the board, across the uh, state of Georgia, yeah. Herschel clearly does not qualify for that. Yeah, I you know, he he couldn't paint my house, please. Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. Somebody asked me what I thought, and there you go. Okay, all right, y'all. With that, um, you know, uh, definitely what time it is. We got to go ahead and get into it. Man, again, thank you, <laughs> thank you, spicy dicey. That's a great. Yeah, list. she. Oh, no, she. Oh, she was on fire today. She was I gotta give her that. She lived up to her. She lived up to her name. She was spicy. She was literally on fire. All <laughs> up and through. Yes, y'all God. Like but it. But but really, Dicey. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, man. Mm-hmm. Dicey. Oh Dicey, yeah. Dicey's good peeps. Good peeps. All right, y'all. Let's do it. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Tanya B, I'm just going to let you roll because we tight. Go ahead. What you got? Okay. Okay. Let me see. All right. First of all, we want to start off with the celebrity prayer list. We, you know, This is like I'm being serious now. I'm not being facetious at all. Just want to say prayers up to former Atlanta housewife Nene Leake. She has a 23-year-old son. His name is Brent. He suffered a stroke and a heart attack. And again, he's only 23. Um, he's been in rehab for quite a while and will be there for quite some time. His speech has been affected. So his entire life was changed and this is just a cautionary tale that whether you're 23 or 93 to take care of your health and just go get those regular checkups the physicals and things along that line it's really really important to do that um, but one thing I'll say about her, I thought was kind of greasy, honestly, was while she did go online and give somewhat of an update about her son's condition, she was um, very much consumed about telling people to email her if they want to buy the Lanethia Lounge. I'm like, you want to you want to dump it because it's about to go down. Oh, it's very upscale. Is it? I'm like, lady, get off social media. Stop trying to sell your failing business and go take care of your son. Okay, so anyway, that that's it. We also want to say our prayers up to comedian Kevin Hart, who recently lost his dad this week. Um, you know, he said his dad did teach him how to be a man. You know, even if it wasn't always the right way. So you know, we send up our prayers and thoughts to him. And then we gotta pray for Ray. Jay and Brandy. Now, you know, I think Ray J still under that Kardashian curse and, it, and last week and he was on social media saying if it wasn't for his kids that he would take his life and basically jump off a bridge. And I said, for a piece of tail, it's not worth it. And then, you know, Brandy ended up in the hospital earlier this week because she had a seizure. And, you know, people forget that during the filming of Moesha, she has some issues with anorexia and she was on some kind of ridiculous diet where she wasn't eating. She wasn't even hydrating. So that's what caused her seizure. But I I just hope that, you know, she will not go down that road again and just pray for her recovery, too, because that's serious. And, you know, after all, she is a mom. And, you know, and despite everything, even, you know, how many years later after she hit the scene, a lot of, you know, females of colors of a lot of ages, they still look up to her. So I hope she'll um, get it together. And of course, you know, it, it was really sad and heartbreaking to hear about the situation in Raleigh when you got a 15 year old who killed that many people. I understand it was some kind of beef with one of his relatives who was a year older than him and he took their life as well. But again, when situations like this happen, I'm like, okay, where are the parents? And I know it's easy to get a gun. Don't get me wrong, but where are your parents? Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Okay, now here's the for me, this is the highlight of the week. And if you missed it, it might be too late. Um, this year marks the 40th anniversary of Tina Turner. They say her comeback with What's Love Got to Do With It came out um, 40 years ago, I guess this week or this month. But what was really cool is that Mattel, I got to give Mattel five on it because many times they get it wrong with dolls, but they got it right with this Tina Turner doll. And it sold out in minutes. I mean, Target had it. Amazon had it. Uh, Target was smart. The the doll 
retails for ninety nine dollars, but they give you a twenty four dollar off coupon. But you know, if you can, you know, find one, and it's kind of jacked up because collectors probably snatched them all up and they're gonna hold them hostage. But I got mine, so to that I just say, eat the cake, anime, eat the cake. So I got my Tina Turner doll. Uh, I want to go now. Yes. You know what? Give her credit where credit is due. You know, Tina. And, and see, the thing is, people talk about why is Tina Turner selling her publishing? Because she's going to make a bigger bag off of these dolls. That's all I got to say. So uh, I am. And I think, you know what? If anybody, you know, she deserves it. But it would be cool to see an Aretha doll, maybe a Patty doll. But Tina Turner definitely um, deserves this recognition. So I just want to salute her and her legs and say five on it. Now, I want to quickly talk about these award show scams. You know, there's a lot going on. And um, Nicki Minaj is rightfully so hot as fish grease when they took her song Super Freaky Itch and put it uh, into the pop category when she's not a pop singer. She's a rapper. The same was not done for some other rappers. Then you've got Drake in the weekend who continue to boycott the Grammys by not submitting music. And they said that the Grammys is a scam and a sham. And, you know, based on what I know that I won't spill right now, I agree with them. And then you've got, all right. And then you've got Silk Sonic who cleaned up at the Grammys this year. They said they respect, they respectfully and sexually um, did not want to be nominated for their album An Evening with Silk Sonic and I think it's because it was a one time thing this was you know a situation where the Mars and Pac dynasty has been dismantled they don't intend to do this forever so you know what and at the end of the day do they really need it I would say nah you know, nope. and award, awards don't mean what they used to. You know, even the American Music Awards, that used to be called the Poor Man's Grammy. And now they're trying to be current because now they've added an Afrobeats category to, you know, the uh, the nominees. And you got people like Bernie Boy and Tim's and, you know, they have, they've been doing it. So I give them five on it for that. But award shows, I think, are a thing of the past and nobody watches them. Their ratings across the board are consistently in the toilet and people just won't take a, a hint. Hello, BET and your five award shows every year. Now I want to talk about some celebrity breakups and breakdowns. Uh, first, I want to say, you know, uh, last week, I believe we talked about how our favorite sister, sister, Tia Maori Hardwick and her husband, Corey, were breaking up. And she says it's irreconcilable differences. He says he was not cheating. Um, you know, I also heard his ego got big. He's on this show called All American Homecoming. And I hear it might be canceled. So he need to go somewhere and sit down and fold the laundry. But I'm hearing now there is a mystery woman who's trying to come forward and spill this tea. He's trying to keep her quiet. And there was something allegedly that he had done within the the, the range of her ring uh, door camera. So she's got the receipts. I just hope, you know, they can work it out. And I think T is going to be all right. She's going to keep it moving. Also breaking up after less than, I don't think they made it. They didn't make it two years. Um, formerly in the housewife, Cynthia Bailey in the always cheating Mike Hill. You know, we knew that was coming because he was busted cheating before they got married while they were married. And now that marriage has come to an end. And it's a shame because Cynthia got put off the show. Um, she had no storyline. She went and did like celebrity big brother in a Yonla fix my life to get a check. And I just hope she can get it together. Cause um, I don't know. I guess Leon was the best thing that ever happened to her was her daughter's child. And after that, she made some poor choices. So Cynthia, we might have to put you on a celebrity prayer list. Wait, along with genuine, you heard about him. He was, um, practicing for some magic stunt for this show called magic with the stars with uh, Chris angel, uh, the underwater, I guess the Houdini thing, he was holding his breath. He passed out. So genuine, they call him pop pop now for reasons, which I'm sure you can understand. He need to go sit down and fold Damn. his laundry too. <laughs> Good. Okay. But wait, and so does Isaiah. Oh, I got to say Isaiah Washington. Nobody cares about you. Who asked you anything about Aaliyah and R Kelly talking about Aaliyah was not a victim of R Kelly. You need to go somewhere and get a job and go over there and sit down and fold your laundry too. <laughs> anyway, um, let's. I know I got a lot you to go. get to. Just I'm almost done. Almost done. Um, yeah. Um, also, uh, you know, Ashanti after Irv Gotti got all greasy and humiliate, humiliated his wife and his children, talking about his affair with Ashanti. She is on this "Gotta Move On" remix that Puffy has out, and she called Irv Gotti of the end of sausage. And what man does not want to hear about his manhood being challenged? But honey, she went there. But you know what? What I hear is really good. I'm, I'm really happy about this. I'm really happy about the fact that Sharday is in the studio. New music is on the way from Sharday. It's been 12 years. I'm ready for it. 
and what, uh, look, she could see in the phone book, and I would, I, people would still be go up for it. And Miss Patty, Patty's working on a new album too. I told you some about a month or so ago that she may be doing something with Philly, uh, the new soul of Philadelphia, which is Jasmine Sullivan. This album she's got coming out has Jasmine Sullivan on it. It's got Legacy and Mariah Carey, and then her uh, Lifetime Christmas movie, A Christmas No, A New Orleans Noel, uh, comes on December third. And guess who's in the movie with her? Look, you know, Keisha and I pull him. No matter what she calls herself, no matter what, she will be, even when she is dead to the bed, she'll always be Rudy Huxtable. Rudy! So... Yeah, Rudy. I'm excited about this new um, Damon Wayans Jr. and Sr. with their new comedy in development at CBS. Uh, so it's going to be interesting about a father and son. You know, he had a good run with uh, my wife and kids for five seasons on uh, ABC. And uh, uh, I'm not going to really talk about it, but the... Uh, the trailer for House Party is out now. Just go look at it. it. It's interesting. Produced by LeBron James, and actually part of the uh, the plot revolves around his house. And now I want to last talk about something. Enough of these crazy people. Let's talk about somebody who needs to get their flowers and their recognition. And if you don't know the name Daryl Jones, go help yourself. This gentleman um, played with Miles Davis when he was 21 years old. He's from Chicago. You know, he came up in the 60s. He also was a drummer. But he is. You know how they have like the black guy in the group. Randy Jackson was the black guy in Journey. PJ Morton is the black guy in Maroon 5. And Daryl Jones is the black guy in the Rolling Stones. He's been playing with the Stones almost 35 years since wow. Bill Wyman retired. Yeah, that's, that says something. So, you know, and you know, really the, the bass player and the drummer are the backbeat, you know, of almost any band. And so I think it's, you know, rightful that he should have a documentary. It's on Apple TV and on Amazon. Help yourself and check it out. It is called Daryl Jones in the Blood. So can we just give him five on it? Okay. Can we get, give him five on it. We're going to give Daryl Jones five. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Five <laughs> on Yeah. So again, I say help. You know, I know you're talking about your scary movies and everything else. Daryl Jones, you know. Thank you for all you've given to to music of all genres. He even played with Sting after Sting left the police. So this Good brother stuff. definitely, you know, he is all that. So check it out. Daryl James in the blood, Amazon. And uh, I'm sorry, it's on uh, Apple and Amazon. Yeah. I appreciate you, Tanya B. And, all right, uh, I'm done. I'm done. Stuff. I'm stuff. done. Let's go ahead and do this because we're about to wrap up. And what you watching this week, Tommy B? And just real quick, uh, Atlanta uh, on FX, uh, if you hadn't had a chance to see it. This is Ooh, the uh, Crank That Killer episode. And and <laughs> Soldier Boy makes a cameo appearance. I'll leave it at that. Check it out. Also, oh, on no. Abbott Elementary, Gregory learns a valuable lesson when he sends a disrupted student to Ava. And y'all know that wasn't going to turn out well. Also, uh, just a couple of recommendations. And I mentioned these with Dicey. Um, you know, Halloween ends. I am just incredibly happy that it's over. As a matter of fact, I'll give it an applause that it's over. Um, the dumbest... <laughs> the only thing I like about Halloween no. is when no, when the candy gets marked down Halloween night and the no. day after. No, Otherwise, I, I love I Halloween, but Halloween ends, nah. the movie, Michael Myers, I'm glad it's over. So stay dead, Michael Myers. That's all I got to say. Uh, on Netflix, I'm checking out the, the Midnight Club, uh, which is from, uh, I mentioned... Um, what is it? The uh, Midnight Mass when Dicey was on. Michael. Oh, yes, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, okay. Flanniverse. Uh, yeah. If, you know, if, it's got some jump scares. But the thing is, I, I will tell people again, if you've not seen Midnight Mass, uh, you're looking for something that's really quality Halloween. Watch. Watch that. Also, I mentioned Anina Noki Rose in uh, Let the Right One In. And, and, and really and truly, Tanya B., this is about how far you would go to save your child. And, and and it really puts people in a position where yeah. they're making some difficult choices, which is and, and uh, I was telling Dicey, it's a little bit different from the movies, which I saw the Swedish version and the American remake of the movies. That's what's really different about this. This is about kids, about children. So uh, it, it, it's really an interesting watch in terms of where they're taking it. The other thing um, I would say, again, I am watching Reasonable Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know, it's like, you know, it's like power. Reasonable Doubt is like a legal version of the movie of the uh, show 50 Cents Power. That's all Wait I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. 
reasonable. <laughs> but That's you watch but you watch a reasonable doubt. I'm gonna go listen to reasonable doubt. How's that? <laughs> but reasonable okay. reasonable doubt is is actually it's not bad. It's done by the the whole folks who gave you Shonda Land. You know, so so it's interesting. Um also uh don't forget go to the people poll, go to castropolis.net. Uh you can leave a voicemail, you can leave us uh messages on social media again. Appreciate you, KW. I am reading the comments from KW as we speak. As we me, me too. So, me too. So it's All right. It's hilarious. Uh, but your thoughts on anything we've talked about today, go to castropolis.net. Also, you can give your thoughts on the movies that Dicey, uh, you know, gave her comments to. Yes. Um, also, again, just in time for uh, for Halloween, for the season, uh, the Nightmare Journal. As a matter of fact, I just uploaded like story number two yesterday. It takes a while, but now That's what's it up. is available. So you've got the first story next. And the second story is White Flight. Both are up. And if you get the Kindle app, when you search it, go okay. to Kindle Vela and search for Nightmare Journals, Tommy B, and both stories will come up. And, and you know, give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. And, and, and honestly, again, thank you. Wow. The couple of stories, the story I put up today has already gotten a couple of reads, so I appreciate it. All again, right. um, get the Kindle app and just uh, search. As a matter of fact, you can search for it on Amazon. It's in there. Um, there you go. Okay. Again, uh, Tanya B, uh, the bird wire is now on demand. Go to castropolis.net, click on the bird wire logo, and you'll see the player. And it's got our most recent episode right there. Tanya, Tanya B, final thoughts before we go to the final. I, again, shout out, shout out, shout out to Lady J. And if you are an independent artist and think you got what it takes to get on the bird wire, you know, check out the show and, you know, hit me on uh, Instagram or the contact us button on the castropolis.net website. That's all I got right now. I hear you. Let's do the uh, benediction. Here we go. No, I didn't come here to preach to you today. Here's your inspirational moment with Vi. So many times when we reach the end of our rope, we turn to prayer. But when our prayers are not instantly answered, we give up. Today, I want to encourage you not to only pray, but to pray persistently. Don't stress out trying to make things happen on your own. Give it all to God as you pray. Matthew 7, verse 7. Jesus tells us, keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently and the door will be open to you. In other words, God got your back. As long as you believe in him and pray to him, he will take care of you. As they say, people, there's nothing God can't handle. Remember that. God answered all prayers. Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen Vi. Thank you so much. And again, Hallelujah. big thanks to author Dicey Grinner. Go to yes. DiceyGrinnerBooks.net. I'm sorry, .com. Go to DiceyGrinnerBooks.net. Dot com. Also, don't forget Nightmare Journals available, Kindavella, uh, the Birdwire on Castropolis.net. And y'all, with that, episode 150 is in the can, and we are out of here, y'all. Uh, Peace and power to the people. Have a good one, y'all. And also, happy, happy, I gotta say, I can't end it. Happy birthday. Birthday. Harold Michael Harvey. Oh, yes, yes. Harold Michael Harvey. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And you know who else I got to say before we end? Happy birthday, Mike Roberts. Happy birthday. This was last week. Oh, wow. Syracuse Mike. Yeah, Syracuse Mike. That's what's up. All right. And now we out of here. All right. I'm going to cook. I'm cooking now. (laughs) Bye. Peace. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.